It's the Stranger Nerds here with Season 2, Chapter 1 of Mad Max. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I am Connor Vandermark. We have Mitchell Lee, Nick Izzo, and Tommy Grant. And it's the start of Season 2. And I am very excited over this because, you know, more storylines. And as Tommy has set up the show, I watch one episode every single week. And I have that itch to watch more. And I can't. So I blame you, Tommy. I love to torture you. Maybe, maybe if you're good, we'll switch it to two episodes a week. That means we're recording, and that means that's more work, more of my time. So, well, that's that's something I, I we'll like have to our, figure out. I like our setup, and there's not there's not too many of these. I mean, Me to too. think we're Me already too. starting on season two. Yeah, they're pretty short seasons. To be yeah, the short seasons definitely do help. Um, uh, yeah. So, I thought. We'll get into a more uh, in a little bit, but I thought it was a very fun episode, and well, we shall let's start diving in. Yeah, I mean, it's a new season. We got one thing Stranger Things does well is they love to introduce a whole bunch of new characters in each season, and they like to kind of sprinkle them all in in the first episode quite well. Um, so kind of just going down the list of the new characters, we got Sadie Sink, who plays Max Mayfield. We have. Uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. Mitchell, maybe you can help me with that, but Dacker Montgomery. I think it's Daker, Dacker, Dacary, Decorum. Let's go with, da- let's go with Dacker. Like let's go with Dacker. That sounds right. As Billy Hargrove, who is Max Mayfield's older stepbrother. We have Paul Reiser playing Dr. Owens, who is basically the new Dr. Brenner for this season. But so far, it sounds like a nicer version of Dr. Brenner. We have Brett Gelman as Murray, who is the fun, disgraced journal journalist turned conspiracy theorist. Linnea Berthelson as Callie, and Sean Astin as Bob Newby. Um, before I get the big guns with Sean Astin. Before I get roasted about because we were off before recording that I'm a person who's good with faces and not names. And I, I knew I saw the face. I was like, oh, he's very familiar. I'm not sure who he's from. And of course, the Lord of the Rings freaks are like, you don't know who Sam is. Whoa. whoa. But before you slam on this, before we start slamming us just for loving Lord of the Rings. No, I know. I know. I, I love you guys. Any other movies? Can you name I, any other movie he's in? Uh, honestly, I'm getting, I, I just have a, I had just had no faces. I can't tell you what other movies. I can just see Mitchell's disappointment slowly brewing. I'm a movie person. I told you this. By the way, it is Dacre, as in like the Acre field. So it's Dacre. Well, thank you. That's the one again. That's one again first. Anyway, back to my no unknowledged faces. The Goonies, Rudy, just to name a couple of the big highlight movies. That's right. He's in Rudy Rudy. too. Yeah. Well, no, he's in. There is no Rudy too. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Rudy Two, his second game where he gets pile drived into the turf. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up now, like on the good old Google machine. By the way, I think I should just go over some stuff because I am the more movie person. Uh, Dacre Montgomery was in uh, Power Rangers movie in 2017 that was better than I thought it was I've going to be, and, and he was pretty good. He was pretty good in it, but it bombed and no one saw it, so it didn't get a sequel. Uh, Paul Reiser's been in stuff like Aliens, and he was also in Whiplash, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. 
Sadie Sink was in The Whale. I didn't really like that movie, but people seem to dig it. Uh, Brett Gelman is in uh, The Other Guys and your local white supremacist rally. And uh, nice. I've never seen the fifth person before in my life. I he's think Mikey? she's a new actress. Connor, you look confused. He's Mikey? Yes. Mikey. And, Are you and still looking at Sean Astin? Yeah, I did not know. He he's was, in the Sean Astin rabbit hole now. I'm, I'm in the rabbit <laughs> hole. I did not know he was Mikey at all. That did never that never clicked until just now. Well, we're we're making some progress for you. In the Sean Astin world. Maybe, maybe I see, I see tomorrow you can rewatch Goonies and relive the magic of Sean Astin. I love the Goonies. That was it's a very, very fun movie. My god, this guy has been in a lot of garbage in the last few years. But you know? This this isn't that at least. Just looking at his filmography and random like straight to Are, are we still talking about Sean Astin? movies? Yeah. Amazing love. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, probably he probably has a lot of money coming in just from Goonies and Lord of the Rings that he could probably just kind of do fun projects that he wants to do. Money coming in from Goonies? Hey, you never know. There could be some royalties in there. Uh, maybe. It's a classic. Uh, it's probably streamed off. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so... I don't pay anybody, but uh, uh, Connor, you said that this was a uh, or was it Tommy that said that this was a, a good good start for the second season? I, enjoy I think, so. I, I, I think I Stranger Things does a decent job at kind of introducing everything in the first episode and kind of just throwing it all out there, but not making it too the big cost the fuck. Like, yeah. it was good, like, um, quick hits. That's how I will put it. Yeah. I uh, I, I don't really agree. We'll, well get into here. why. But, okay. Uh, well, I figured that we, as, as we get into the different plot points, uh, all right. well, I'll I'll give my specifics. But this this episode kind of felt like a whole lot of ain't shit going on. Um, yeah, that's me personally. And I know it's I know it's the I first was, season, the, the 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 first episode, but it kind of just felt like I don't want to say it felt like the foreplay, but it felt it, more like washing your hands before doing it it's like i feel like a lot of tv shows struggle with sequels especially with the second season when they've had so much success with the first season it's like how do you proceed from there do you do the same formula as the first season do you change things up and that's kind of where they struggle you don't want to get caught in the box of we're doing the same thing over and over again but you also want to introduce new characters and do it in a way that feels organic and while the majority of these characters I do like moving forward, and I do think that they are integrated well into Stranger Things, I'm not talking about the rest of, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to get into specific spoilers as to who's going to do what or, or whatever, but, like, Max moving forward or Bob moving forward. I'm, not here to, I'm just talking about this yeah. particular episode, and it's just kind of dry right now. But I'm also willing to give it a little bit of leeway because it's not giving us too much because they are still setting up the intrigue to learn more about yeah. Max and Billy's, uh, you know, their what what they have going on. Now, now to pivot off of that, I do want to ask Connor and Nick after this first episode, two questions. One, which oh. of these new characters are you most interested in? 
And two, do you think there's going to be any character deaths in this season? Um, before I get into that, uh, I did want to make a comment on <laughs> Mitchell's point. Um, I, I definitely see where you're getting there, but I, um, especially like being like a no season premiere, like I think it's okay in an aspect of like resetting the stakes because of the fact they just had this high dramatic ending in the finale and no, it's kind of like that, like that. I guess with the exception, uh, we'll get to with, about Will, but like with the exception of Will, like there is that false sense of security. I guess everybody else has, and I think they play that out pretty well. Like, no majority things have passed over, um, well, with some exception of some characters, but like, I, and I think that I think that was a great way to see this as you no know, people thinking this was in a one-off thing, and. Uh, you know, trying to trying to stage that where it's like, oh, it's just gonna get turned on, on its head again, which, of course, I'm expecting. All right. Uh, so characters are most interested in. Uh, Nick, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm, that's Connor's say... way of saying I have no idea whatsoever. Let me give it to Nick real quick. <laughs> I, I haven't. I, yeah, I was. No, I, 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 was I was. I was actually kind of waiting for that, so I actually kind of you know came prepared. <laughs> Um, Teamwork, yes, baby. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> Teamwork. Yeah. Um, I would. I mean, I, I'm really not like that crazily interested. But I guess if I had to pick one, um, I guess I guess Max would be would be the one because you know me being a fellow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm trying to. Spell, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, me being a fellow gamer uh i i appreciated some of the things that occurred in the episode okay. and uh uh tommy you you asked a question about do i do we think there's going to be deaths yeah this could asked? be part of the main cast or part of the new oncoming cast do you think there'll be any deaths this season because obviously we had a lot of deaths in the uh, last season oh, none of them oh, were very yeah. none of so them were is... very consequential to this, the story Oh yeah, so right away, honestly, my thought is Bob is going to die. Okay. My theory why is because Joyce just recently had this nice reunion with her and let her have anything nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Next try to take exactly everything where from her. going is I feel like as soon as she has something good come back into her life now life is just gonna take her again spoken and like I a man who's like seen so many tv shows and movies he can almost predict so things. many shows and movies <laughs> i predicted this i'm like you know what how could he was how ready could they mess her how could they mess <laughs> her up further let's take away her only love interest she's probably had in the last five ten years like let's just do that so i think that's what's gonna happen i don't know how right. or even I, if it will happen i so like the answers no that this That's was the most guess. enthusiastic answers you've given to a question so far on this podcast. I like it, Connor. Probably because it was Sean Aston. I was, just, you know, I was just, hey, you know, for my guy. We all, we all love Sean, Sean Aston. Not Sean Bean. He's not guaranteed to die. I mean, it, it's not Lord of the Rings, true. so anything is possible. They were both in Lord of the Rings, and 
Yeah, I know, but I didn't see an orc squad just, you know, right outside the house with bows and arrows, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> not this time. That guy. Okay. I didn't know who Sean Bean was. I'm sorry. I'm oh, Jesus again. Christ. Connor. I, okay. What's saw his face? I knew who he was. I just didn't know the actor's name. <sighs> All right. Just give me your answers. I don't have time for names. Um, I'm not opening up that can of worms. I am definitely intrigued with uh, Doctor Gilman, the uh, not the not the not the, uh, doctor, but the uh, Doctor Owens. Sorry, Gilman's the okay. weird alien dude. Um, I thought Doctor Owens was very interesting because we're gonna no, I can, we'll talk about it later. But like you can definitely tell Hopper has some distrust still with them. Um, but I am curious on. The way that the DOE, the Department of Energy, is going to have a role again because the fact that they're the ones who started all the shenanigans. And what are they going to do to probably screw it up again, knowing them? Because I I bet they have information already of stuff's going on. And they're probably having their wonderful hands in the cookie tray trying to get what is they think is theirs to fight the Russians. Because that's all they care about. Yep, absolutely. You get He's a lot of evil. scare. He's definitely evil. Um, we'll find out. Like, nah, nah, he ha- nah. Without a doubt, he's evil. 100%. He said the line that every bad guy, evil guy says, which is, I need you to trust me. As soon as someone says that, bad guy, right away. Done. <laughs> Don't trust a damn word he says. That's exactly what's going on. Up to some. You're not wrong. Business. Um, I'm telling you, Nick, Nick is coming out with a lot of knowledge tonight, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Character deaths. Uh. Now remember, it could be part of the main crew or the new crew. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm not sure yet, honestly, because. Like, it honestly, it could be because there's some new characters we've gotten. Like, no, uh, we I we didn't get her name yet, but the one went with the double O eight on her on her hand. Uh, that, that's form. Callie. Callie, we never yeah. got her name. Oh, we did to get her yeah. name. I just yeah, we it's, it's not a big spoiler to give out her name, but it's, yeah. it's Callie. Um, no, they did give out her name in the car, in the van in the very intro scene. Um. Honestly, my gut says the stepbrother at this moment, the uh, the really? uh, Daker. Um, sorry, Daker is the the actor's name. I just your show doc's confusing me a bit. Um, How is Daker Montgomery as Billy Hargrove? Uh, I understand that. I'm used to seeing characters' <laughs> names first, then who they are. Um, <laughs> next time, I so next season, I will make sure I follow the Connor logic and put it the other way around. <laughs> I am a mess today. It's, it's, he understood it, but then said it was confusing. <laughs> I no, I said I get it, but at the same time, I'm just, I try I'm just... to make this as nice and straightforward as possible. But apparently, it's not good enough for you, Connor. I'm, I'm having sorry. I'm I'm having a few days, sir. You know that. I am cold right now. You should have tried harder, yeah. Tommy. Uh, anyway, I, I, I should have just taken off of work today and just spent all day making sure this was Connor perfect. Oh man, <laughs> I guess what I appreciate that. I was uh, Billy, time. so Max's Max's I guess stepbrother 
which we haven't found yet. But okay, um, because like kind of like one of those, those tropes where it's like, oh, I cared about him even though he's an asshole, and I'm also sad that he's dead. Okay. And I can kind of see that kind of trope being played out. No, that's some good thoughts. I like it. All right, so we'll move on from there. So another quick note I want to make sure you guys knew because I had to look this up on the Wiki fandom page. The They kind of reference it in the episode, but the exact timeline of the show was the events of season one took place from November 6th to November 13th of 1983. And this episode, we take place on October 29th, 1984. So it's basically a full year after the events of season one. I thought it was important to note because sometimes shows just give no essence as to what the hell the time gap is between seasons. And that could be important. Because this could be a whole year of Hawkins Live doing sketchy shit that we didn't know about. So... That being said, let's dive into the episode. So we open up Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the first non-Hawkins, Indiana location, I think. October 29th, 1984. We see a group of individuals fleeing an apartment building in a van. Police pursuing them. A lot of crazy shit's going on. Nice little chase scene. And we see Callie do a nice little... uh, I would say Jedi mind trick, maybe little, little magic makes the police officer see the bridge collapse guy does the cliche move. He stops all the cars, just magically get stuck behind them. And we see double Oh eight on her arm. What'd you guys think of that? (laughs) Who was double? Was there, who was double Oh eight in the the movies? Was that Sean Bean's character? Uh, I'm Never saw Goldeneye, so could not All right, tell you. Guys are game, though. Um, no, it was we not. finally we finally get proof that there was more. We kind of hinted at it, but we guessed at it. But now we have confirmation that there are other kids that were tested on besides just eleven. We have number eight, and she's definitely showing different powers than eleven, or at least different than we know that eleven can do. So, where do you guys think she got those powers from? Why are they different? Well, we do get in the, I guess, kind of the lore last season where Eleven's different because of the fact that, at least compared to the others, because of the fact that she was a child and her mother was on all these drugs when she was pregnant. So, that definitely could have a connection of why Eleven could be a I guess souped up version, because like they met because uh, Doctor Brenner, correct? That's the guy's name. Yes. Um, he did mention like um that, or it was mentioned that he was doing research with you no know, the um uh that's the CIA project name again. I can't think of it it's off the top of my head. Uh, DLC, I know DLC. you've only mentioned. I know you've only mentioned it a hundred times, but I forgot what it is called. Giant. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's driving me nuts right now. I'll get around yeah. to that. This the CIA project, yeah. Yeah. So like they mentioned like oh they had some slight success but like they didn't really go in in deep with it. But still like 
having ability to manipulate someone's mind like that and have them think that the bridge collapsed, even though it actually didn't, that's still significant and you know isn't as would say as strong as powers as Eleven is, but like still like they they were doing what the hell they want these 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 I don't really call them patients, but like test subjects pretty much, uh, just just to try to make them into living weapons. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It was kind of almost like a. It makes you think that it's almost like a Professor X type facility at this point. Um, for those of you that have seen Logan, the illegal facility where they were basically creating mutants from the genes of other X Men, it gives me that mm-hmm. kind of vibe yes. when I first watched it. Best um, X Men movie by far, by the way. MK oh, Ultra. Absolutely. MK Ultra. MK Ultra was the project. That M two. <laughs> That's what drove me nuts. Not me remembering that. So that that was our first scene of the episode. We got a new superhuman CIA weapon, and then we instantly go back to the party, who is doing what any kid did in the summer, I guess, back in the eighties, and scrounging around for coins for the arcade. I wish we lived in a town with an arcade because I feel like we would have been doing that too. But we just had a result to other fun games like Fruit Ninja with swords and stuff like that. And Hey, the, the ice cream had, had an arcade. <laughs> we only did that once. I know, but it was still fun. <laughs> the, the, but like, um... but I always wish we had an arcade. Like We never had any like cool place nice. to go hang out. As, like, as, as kids? kids? No, we had the these yeah. swim club. What do you mean? We had, we had that one. We, yeah, we did have that. Um, but we also had that one like batting cage, that also had like an arcade and a basketball court and like oh, dodgeball yes. stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it what Grand, it was called. Grand Slam or something like that. I dude, I don't know. I was ten. That kind of sounds like. It was I just remember that that's the place. Oh my god, should I say this? Fuck it, who cares? I just remember that's the place that I pooped in a urinal. <laughs> oh my god. What? Magical, magical childhood moments with bitches. Should, should I say this and then proceed? There was out. only one stall and it was locked and blocked off and I was nine. So I'm like, hey, fuck you, it, I'm you pooping gotta do in what the you urinal. Gotta do. And then I just grabbed a piece of toilet pa- or paper towel and threw it in the trash. Did what you had to do. Um, I was not but... expecting that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, sorry, I was not, hey, I was sorry, sorry about that, that people. Let's, We're moving on from there. Um, <laughs> I would say though, the uh, the ice rink that I played at did have an arcade in its basement, and I definitely remember scrunching for quarters for that because they actually had some decent games. It wasn't like Dig Dug or anything like they had in this one, but like they had like your Time Crisis and. Um, like the Jurassic Park one they had, and it was a racing game. You know, like your your classics. Yeah, but it was like it was like growing up for me. Like when we went to the beach in the summertime, like going to the boardwalk and just those big arcades. Like mm-hmm. I loved going there. I wish we had like that in our in our town. Like we all just go hang out there. But anyway, it was kind of the eighties. It was the thing to do. And Mike doing the typical asshole younger brother move just goes straight up into Nancy's room, breaks over the piggy bank, takes the money, and ran. And I thought that was the fun. Like it was just classic sibling rivalry. Like Nancy's just so confused. 
They didn't even chase after him. I was like, if that was my money, I would have chased after my brother and like, give me my fucking money back. Yep. And they, well, the they all meet up with Will. Communicates with his mom too. Yep. She's like, mm, mm. they just like bone at each other. <laughs> and then like he just get, finds coins in the in the chair. Is it no, okay. no parents there holding him back or telling him to get back here. He just just booked it out the door. Yep. That was the first time we see with Dustin's mom too, and yeah, you know, get to see a little bit more on his dynamic of him being home. Yeah, which I thought was it was I thought it was a very funny and sweet moment between both of them. It it sets up. It's not. It's no spoiler by any means, but it sets up that Dustin, I think, only lives with his mother. When we see future scenes, we never see or hear about a father or a mm-hmm. sibling. So I think it's just him and his mom. So they have a very interesting dynamic in this show. Um, but yeah, so we see them meet up with Will at the arcade. And poor, poor Will, still a year later, and is being personally escorted everywhere he goes by his mother. And you can still, she's still paranoid, like asking questions like, what time are you going to believe? You still meet up with your friends. And it's just like, ah, like, that's what I was mentioning the timeline. Like, it's stuff. No. Well, what to it be was fair, a little, like, to be it's fair, paranoia. It's, it's normal stuff as opposed to, hey, let me let me ask you about when you're going to be spending time with your friends, not, hey, let me communicate with you through Christmas lights. But he could have ridden his bike speaking. with them. He could have met up with them. All, so all the rest of the party are kind of free reigning around the neighborhood. But they're free range children. Yeah, free range children, man. Just lying <laughs> around, no, no worries. Will's being personally driven everywhere. I don't blame her though, because the fact that he's still having like, you know, as they think, PTSD episodes. So like, it's a situation if he's by himself somewhere and he has an episode, he could. Put well, I don't. In I don't think they are aware of it just yet. No, but okay, I'm saying as in. They see from their vantage point, they're thinking he has PTSD. We've seen he's actually visually seeing things, you yeah. know, us being the just being the observer. But still, if you have someone who is, you no, know, if I'm having a, a, if I have a seizure once a month, I'd rather have a situation where, you know, I am, like, if I know kid, my kid has like a medical condition like this, I'm making sure that if he's traveling somewhere, he's not traveling alone. Like at all because of the fact that if something happens, someone has to be there to take care of them. This is before the era of cell phones either. So like, yeah, I don't blame her. I don't blame her whatsoever. Especially, you know, I understand she's being a, still a bit of a helicopter parent at this moment. But like, I, I think it, it's for the right reasons in my aspect. If he was perfectly healthy, a little different story. But like, he still have they're still taking him to the doctor. Well, um, who they think is a doctor, and. <laughs> Like they, they they think that they're trying to get him the proper care to make him feel better. And yeah. it's definitely a situation where I, I I can understand her being worried because her kid went through something that no one has ever gone through ever and hella traumatic. So don't blame her whatsoever on her how she's currently parenting Will. That's fair. <laughs> Z, Z snap, baby. <laughs> Make sure people know at home what's going on. <laughs> nope, we're just gonna have random snapping noises, and that's gonna be it. ASMR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so then we see uh, Dustin and them, where everybody's watching Dustin play Dragon's Lair. And I have to say, it didn't look like a very fun game by the graphic. Have you guys ever played this game? Is this a real game? Do we know? I can Google it. Because I... I just thought I just thought of it now, but it it didn't look very fun. But Dustin loses the game. Lucas rubs it in, you know, being the typical I'm better at you at this game kind of trash talk. And then we meet Keith, the nerdy arcade employee. (laughs) He's been a bunch of random stuff and he's he's just always awkwardly funny in whatever he's in. Yeah, it's an actual game. And we just we just have a is it an actual game? Yeah, it's the graphics and everything looked like the same. It actually might huh. be an actual game that they were playing. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. But Keith tells Dustin that his infamous high score of Dig Dug and Centipedes has been taken over and beaten by the infamous Mad Max, which is obviously a reference to, I'm assuming, the Mad Max movies from way back in the the 80s to the thunderdome wasn't that mel gibson that was in those movies or am i thinking of something different i think that was a young mel gibson in mad max i'm not no i know it was not mad Max. it was i don't think it was i don't think it was mel gibson uh no i'm probably probably getting my 80s franchises it was mel gibson yeah good good call on that one buddy um, see a lot yeah. of movies, not as many as Mitchell, but I've seen quite a few. No, I was just going to make that comment to not. I, I will never, I will never say that I've ever come close to watching as many movies as Mitchell has. Mitchell will forever have that title, and I will allow him to have that title. What if Thank you've you. seen the same movie more amount of times, though? Then I can make the argument, but I don't know. That's still that's still risky claim to take. Nope, you yep. cannot claim that. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, the hair th- the hair threw me off on Mad Max, especially like the yeah, definitely uh Mel's hair is more like poofier. That's why I didn't realize it at first. I mean, he goes yeah. really long hair in that, especially in a uh, three, which is my favorite personally. Oh, absolutely. I have not seen any. Oh, I, that's not true. I have seen the first Mad Max. I just don't really care for it. I have not seen Road Warrior, which I know is a crime. It's it's not. It was never my favorite franchise by any means, but it's still one of those like classes you have to watch once. Loved Fury Road though. That was a that was a damn good one. Little overrated, I think, but still very good. I think Beyond Thunderdome is it's fun. It's a fun movie that you want to like just like watch an like action movie and like it's it's a good time. I I really did enjoy that one. Uh, Tommy, you getting your drink on? Oh hell yeah. Tommy's, it's my, my evening uh, bourbon and bourbon and coke. Nice alcoholism. Let's go. But uh, hey man, it's the only thing that keeps me going at night sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, with the uh, Thunderdome, the the Master Blaster dynamic, uh, those two characters, I thought is it was very interesting. I did enjoy that, and the third one. I was gonna say I didn't expect you to keep going on that, but then again, I did tell a minute story about shitting in a urinal. So you you can go on a, a hunt, <laughs> no. on a, you can talk about this as long as you want. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's a good point. So let's let's move on to more awkward conversations. We Nancy have Keith... and Steve. No, no, not Nancy and Steve yet. Damn it! 
we'll, Keith. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't you worry. I'll let you Keith, have your Nancy and Steve moment. Is, is this a square yet now? But first, we have to talk about Keith offering up information on Mad Max in exchange for a date with Nancy. Keith even wants in on the love triangle. Everybody wants in on it. He wants the square. You, you saw Keith. Keith. Keith ain't getting a damn thing. What? Oh Keith? no, not a chance in hell. No. But even Mike, he, like Dustin and Lucas, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like do it, do it. And Mike, Mike being a good brother was like, no, I'm not prostituting my sister. He called it out like harsh too. <laughs> like that was like, those some strong words. Like, I, I love, get it good for him. Mike's Mike's sass in season two, I think, is like his perf perfect character role in this show. I would get to in future seasons, but I hate Mike after season two. It's just he has a change. I don't like it. Season two, Mike, was funny. Well, he goes from looking like a normal kid to looking like some sort of weird, like. We, we've gone over his like looks. Dracula in the Pillsbury Doughboy had a kid. Yeah, we, we've got we've had this discussion, but it's just the even his attitude and personality changes after season two. It's just I, I don't care for him as a character. Season two, Mike, though, was was funny. But, yeah, so they have that awkward conversation with Keith. Mike denies him a piece of the love triangle or love square, whichever you want to call it at this point. <laughs> he, he was love denied. Love rectangle. Yes. Oh, perfect. Let's make this uh, thing a love rhombus, shall we? <laughs> Get as many pieces in there as we can, yeah. I think Robbie's the most accurate because the point the Keith's point is so far away from everything else. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And while this is going on, we have Will looking outside and seeing I'm guessing what he thought was snow falling. And next thing you know, everybody everybody's gone around him and he's just looking really confused and walks outside and sees a bunch of storm clouds. And he's clearly upside in the upside down. And I'm guessing from what we discussed last episode, I think Connor and Nick's guess is that he's becoming a flea or is a flea or a host. He's definitely leaning in that direction. I'm assuming Connor and Nick, you guys are thinking the same thing after watching this episode. Yep, I definitely think yep. so. Oh, yeah. Because this is the first of several scenes we get. But Mike snaps him out of it. So we're definitely seeing Will able to kind of, for at least at this point, he can see into the upside down. We don't know if he can traverse it yet. But for the sake of the episode, he's able to see into the upside down. Also, it kind of, kind of also something you brought up and no, your qualms with the writing of the show itself, like, like, oh, what allows people to go into the upside down? And like, yep. and you no, know, because we just know like, oh, he just has access to it. And like, did the other monsters have access to see into the reality world too? And now I was thinking about it. And also, yeah. it's kind of, it just popped my head too, is like, because um, we, we know the extent what Eleven has gone through when it comes to the upside down. Because... Uh, the portal was only first open as we know of with eleven, but mm -hmm. does eight have any connections with it? Because the fact that that is know, a very good question. Because like she has powers, but like can those powers also tap into that kind of reality? So and we will we will see if that ever gets answered for you. We also get a first look 
and I'll do a quick little self-promotion right here. Uh, I tweeted out today, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, I'm not calling it X because that's lame, uh, at Lee 10 I tweeted today, there was a uh, Forbes, like 30 under 30, and one of the people on that list was Noah Schnapp, and he's kind of been under fire for some political stuff, but... I feel people... like every actor is now. Yeah, but people were really honing in on like, this guy has not done anything other than Stranger Things. Is I'm Googling him. Anything Which is not true. Things. And um, I, I just tweeted it that, uh, oh, and you're gonna get you're gonna get your first glimpse of it, and you got your first glimpse of it in this episode, because uh, for a lot of the first season, you're just hearing about Will. You don't really get to see Will. You're not really spending time with him as a character. Noah Schnapp cannot act. This this and he's he's an adult now, so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna necessarily just take it easy. He he's a horrific actor and that is something that you're going to get to see throughout seasons two three and four and i'm glad that he is not like the main character because good lord this kid is atrocious at acting <laughs> well tell well tell us how it is mitchell so i i made sure to tweet out after that list because everyone was talking about it and i'm like this guy, once Stranger Things is done, it's going to be a lot like Taylor Lautner once the Twilight series ended. Just, you're done. Go sell car insurance or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. But, you know, got to find a way to make a living. And sort of kind of going off that, it's not as important, but one of the fun facts for this episode is this is the first episode in the series where Noah Schnapp is actually listed as part of the main cast. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny how all of season one he's the main character that they're looking for, but he's not he's even driving it all the main cast. Yeah, because all you hear is his voice, and you you only see him in the first episode where he goes missing, and then his Lord of the Rings moment at the very end of the episode. Well, he That's was in, he, he was in the uh the one hiding from the oh the flashback monster. scenes, yeah, yeah, but they were very brief. Yeah, I very am, little not, acting, not, not a main, very character. little acting needed kind of scenes. And the older he gets, the worse he gets. So, just... well, that's coming. Now, now you give a lot of things for Connor and Nick to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. No, there's a lot of good stuff too. There's there's yeah, more. Good stuff. This, this is my <laughs> one negative about the the franchise is I just think he's a terrible actor. Well, you, you can't predict how child actors are going to turn out. That's very true. And that's the gamble most shows take when they have. And and given the amount of gambles cast. that they had to take, the fact that they only had one kid that sucked, good job, because you had a lot of others that have really done great work. Yeah. So moving on from the party, we move on to Hopper and our first viewing of Murray, who definitely takes the hearts of many viewers in the episodes to come. Murray is just one of those crazy town conspiracy theorists that every town has one of them. And it's definitely during the time period where conspiracy theorists really thrived because you're in the middle of the Red Scare. You have a lot of government intervention where what? What is that? A little after the Red Scare. No, it's still that kind of time. It goes well it, into the 80s. Okay, I guess it's not quite McCarthyism. But... No, no, not McCarthyism, but just okay, the, sorry. Whatever the essence I think of... Of Red Scare, I think, the yeah. essence of the government can say Russia and the American people will just 
bow down to them and say, do what you need to do. Yes. The, the, the nuke, the, the no, nothing was no. questioned. Yes. The whole like, Hey, we have this nuclear bunker that we have, yeah. you know, beans in. Um, I think that I know I kind of talked bad about the actor at the beginning. I really liked the introduction to that character of Murray. Yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting and it, was nice to have someone else kind of saying, "Hey, I've kind of put some things together. What's going on with this?" He he was almost like a viewer of Stranger Things season one, but didn't get all didn't get to watch all the episodes because he has a lot of the key facts. You know, he guesses that she's involved as a Russian Russian experiment. Well, she was an experiment, just not for Russia. Uh, he references that 11 is using mind attacks and references the food store. That is true. And he also says that there were reports of her living in the Wheeler's basement. This was also true, but everybody thinks he's crazy because he's just the crazy town conspiracy theorist because he's just crazy. But most of the stuff he had was true with the exception of like one minor detail of the fact that it was rushed, a U.S. experiment, not Russian experiment. And Hopper, thankfully, is in that power position where he can basically just shut Murray up and say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I got more important things to deal with. And he definitely seems like one of those guys for law enforcement where he just shows up every week with a new issue and wants them to solve it and wants them to take the case. I feel like he's kind of that kind of person going off of Hopper's reaction to seeing him in his office. By the that way, Connor, weird. do you yeah. know? Do you, do you recognize that actor? Say the actor. Not. I I was I went down a hole of something. He's um, already he's already Googled every actor in the show. <laughs> I, I honestly I I very Google probably another three. I did not know Will's the actor's name. Yeah, uh, no like, Murray. Um, Bill Murray. I knew Bill Murray. I love Bill no, Murray. No, not Bill fucking Murray. No, not Bill Murray. Who, what no, no, Murray? He's then? not in this damn show. Uh, I'll be talking about Bill Murray. He's I don't not know. <laughs> Bill, I mean, Bill Dude. Murray could show up in the show. I mean, he's very good at just showing up and running. I'm a demon. Uh, I don't know why I made him Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, who Murray? Murray, the character in the damn show. Oh, 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 oh right? dude. I sorry. I, again, I was I spaced out. I want I want to focus into. I'll, I'll help you out. It's at the top of the fucking show notes where all the actors' names are next to the character name. <laughs> so, the, so the thing is, because um, with. Uh, I don't know who Brett Gelman is. I do not know. I, Have that, you ever that... seen the other guys? I love that movie. You come to my house. You say my wife's name. Ah, right. okay. Okay. Uh, so the 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 hole I was jumping in is I wanted to without trying to spoil myself was um. Because they mentioned in, I was going to jump ahead a little bit because they had this scene with Nancy and Steve over at Barr's place, and they hired Murray, correct? No, yeah. they hired yeah, someone else. This, no, I don't no, think it was this Murray. Murray. No, I, are you how sure? Many damn Murrays, do you think there are? Is this Murray? It is the, it, that's all I thought because because he, he said that like, oh he was a he was a distinguished journalist. So like, how long has he? Like, my question was like, oh, how long has he been living in the town for? Because you were saying like, oh, how he's long like has the... he been undistinguished for? That too, um, and I, I, that's something I was curious about because like, 
because they said like, oh, he want he he want a Pulitzer or something like that or some type of reward. Um, and no, he was a he like no, they they were trashing a hopper. Like, oh, we actually hired an actual detective to fi- find our daughter, and uh, because like to me, like, oh, did he did he move here before or did were the was Barr's parents the reason why? He came around in the first place. That's my question. Like, he can definitely be still a wackadoo, but like, like I was curious. Like, oh, was he in the town before he was contacted by Barb's family? That's what that's what sprung to my mind. That's what I was trying to look into. That, that is a good question. I actually didn't put that together. So yeah, he he may actually be the person that they contacted. Because I did not house, put that together. Pay for that, and I was yeah. like, oh, don't worry about it. We're, we, we all we care about is finding Barb. And we get the whole thing like, oh, like, Nan- though Steve, Steve and Nancy know. Well, at least Nancy knows that, like, oh, no, I killed my friend or got her in a situation and she died. And yeah, that's that sucks to be her. <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the most awkward dinner they could have possibly had for Nancy and Steve because Steve Steve just keeps playing off of the let's just forget about it kind of situation, like. He doesn't seem to be the one that deeply cares about anything relating to Barb. It's kind of sad, but it's almost like Steve's reverting back to early season one Steve where he's just like, oh, it's fine. Let's just keep doing our thing. And Nancy's just still living in depression because she let Barb down. And now her parents are basically selling their life to try and find out where Barb is, even though Nancy knows exactly where she is. Like that was like they had KFC though. Finger looking good. Uh, we almost got KFC after that scene, by the way. <laughs> had, had to really exercise some self restraint. Yeah, I just felt so bad for Nancy there. Like it's like no, how much willpower it took for her to say, "Oh, like Barb's dead," but at the same time, like she has to know, at least from as I. It's it's implied that Hopper's like we got can't say anything about this. Yeah. So, no, it hasn't been like directly. There has been no scene that's like directly says no, no talking about this. But like, again, there's an applied thing like oh, we can't tell anyone because what we've seen is just so out out of left field that no one's going to believe us in the first place. Yeah. So going back a little bit back to Hopper. Um, we do see him get taken away to another case. Uh, he arrives at a pumpkin patch that's basically all rotted out and decayed. And the farmer basically says this happened overnight. And he thinks a, neighbor, a neighboring farmer did it. Hopper calls bullshit. So I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on this. Because it does play a little bit into what happens. So what do you think caused the decay of the pumpkin patch? He had to guess. I thought about this. I, I still don't really know. Okay. I, I, I mean, my, I, I guess, like, just. If you had to be like Murray and put random. a wild conspiracy theory out there, what would you say? Uh, I, my, I, my guess would be that some monster somehow traversed or like left you know went 
went through and, you know, started decaying pumpkins. I, I really have no idea. There's like, a pumpkin killer out there. I was like, I, 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 was like I, I don't know who's doing this, but I guess we'll find like, out. So Connor, so, Connor, what's your take on the, the new serial pumpkin killer? Um, So, like, the first thing I thought of, like, there, I can't think of uh, specifically of any um, more modern or, or any callbacks of this kind of scenario but kind of thought like a kind of like a, like a power where like things around you decay like i know i uh, for those who um oh shit what's that show called again um uh dean and uh the brother uh supernatural sam. yes dean and sam uh yeah supernatural um but no in that show no they had to deal with the um the four horsemen and the, the horse in a pestil- pestilence, you know, decays things around him and it withers. I, it kind of gave me that kind of that same vibe to it where like, it could be a situation where anywhere this thing goes, if I'm assuming this is the new monster or a effect of the new monster, uh, okay. it could have that kind of withering effect to things around it. Cause it, it looked like, it looked like things, you know, or time could be warped as well. Um, that's actually could be a good possibility because the reason why I like this popped in my head just now, because of the fact that we had a scene, uh, later on with Will and he, um, he was at the, it was, it was at the end of the episode where he saw the, uh, the storm again, correct? Yes. And yep. we had the scene, we had the faucet dripping, we had the talk clicking. And then we see outside the door, he has the vision again, the storm approaching. We see the, I guess, silhouette of the monster. It could be a very situation where this monster could have a time warping possibility too, where um, like the, the pumpkins could have decayed because time moved faster. And like, you no, know, it could be a situation like that. Uh, and, and the thing that will, like the, the scenes around will going into the second vision of the storm could be an allusion to that as well. So no, just things that I've just thrown out here. Definitely uh, interesting observations. I will say nothing on anything you just said. Uh, you better not, sir. I want to find out myself. <laughs> that was I a very good theory everything. though. I do like that. I want to know everything right now. Nope. Gotta wait till season four. So the next part of the show, we get a bunch of little, back and forth with a bunch of characters but we get a little bit of nancy and steve talking mitchell did you have anything you wanted to throw in i know you mentioned the y'all know where i stand what's that y'all know where i stand and my position is not changing well you you mentioned it earlier that you had things you wanted to say about us i wasn't sure what it was referring to oh no the only thing i wanted to say was uh you know you just want to ask you we're on we're on team uh Steve. Well, I, I don't know. N- team, N- team Steve, he's looking a little rocky with his with his Stancy. Uh, confidence. We're calling it Stancy. Stancy, that's the new name. You got to get Stancy up in here. <laughs> I'm still well, anti Nancy. Well, poor Stancy is trying to oh, figure out how to fine. make Stancy is trying to make Steve's college essay look better cuz it wasn't looking so hot. Let's just say that, you know, that 
the antsy is doing most of the work here because the st is a little stupid. Yeah. Start. But he's also, <laughs> and, and he's, also he's also still well meaning, but you know, also Nancy was definitely trying to beat around that bush and not just straight up say like this is garbage. Yeah, he's she... dumb as hell, you know. No. Uh-huh. But we have that moment. We have another moment a little later on where Nancy tries to invite Jonathan to a party to get him to socialize. So, like Nick and Connor's complaint from last episode, Nancy's just playing both sides. We're team anti-Nancy. She she's her heart's in the right place. Her heart's in the right place, but she just keeps kind of pulling me along. Is it? I think it is. I think so. I don't think think she has any confused teenage girl. And you know what? They exist. They're out there, and that's why I. uh, I I don't think there's any through the majority of my high school years. I don't think there's any ill intent at the moment. I think she's just really trying to get Jonathan to come out and socialize. But who knows? she does not know actually how to communicate properly and set proper boundaries. That's probably her issue. Yeah. She's like six. I agree. Teen. 16. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Under a a certain age, they're all six to me. (laughs) You're not wrong there. That's, that's the way to go. Josh giddy. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, I'm interested (laughs) in that reference. (laughs) Hey, nice. (laughs) That went over my head. Same here. Uh, Look it up. It's an under the age of consent joke. Yes. Got it. Just, just it's an it's an NBA player that got caught up in stuff. That's the fact I was missing. That's all you need to know. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. So that was the little love triangle series of this episode. They really were not involved at all with this episode. Uh, but we do no. see while Nancy, what? No, what? I was, I was agreeing with you. No, they, oh, okay. the, the strongest involvement <laughs> they had is just when they go over to uh, to eat with Barb's family. Yeah, that's, that's the most that they get to do. And we already talked about that, and that, and just to have them standing there to watch Billy and Max arrive and see Billy walk in like the new hot piece of ass of the school, and Steve kind of realizes he's not the uh, the top dog anymore of the school. He's been taken down a peg. Which I makes no he... damn sense because this dude, like, I don't. He he screams. Just... His character screams the cool kid of the school. No, yet... he doesn't. He screams white trailer trash. What? Steve? Yeah, I... he comes from a rich family. No, no, Daker. no, no. It's all Daker. See, I help Billy. Billy, I'm the only one. Billy. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Billy. No, my my comment there was referring to Steve. Oh. Yes, but he's looking at Billy. And if I was Steve, I'd be looking at Billy going, okay, cool, there's a dude there. Yeah, but you have to remember, Steve Steve used to be the ladies' man of the school, and now he's seeing all these chicks Oh, no, there can't be two of them. (sighs) There can never be two. How many girls are in this school? Five? We don't know, Mitchell, because last season they only showed two or three. (laughs) They only showed two or three, and then this season we've already gotten two new girls checking out Billy. So we and don't know died. the official official head count. And one died. That's, yeah, that's one right. Died. One of them died, so now that, that cuts them in half. The, the only other female character of that age 
was the random girl that Nancy asked in class, "Hey, have you seen Barb?" And she's like, "No." Oh, no, there was the other Aren't one. You that, like, I, I swear, like every scene is her going like, "Yeah, we're going to Steve's and we're going to have sex. We're gonna go to Steve's car and I'm gonna go give Mike here a hand job." Like, well, that and, was Carol. Like, Carol's taking yeah. my Tommy. She I doesn't count. She, she had a name. Taken. She's already taken. She doesn't count. Yeah, we're talking about single possible available women in the show, Mitchell. Nah, for Steve. Well, like two but of Steve, Steve is full of Stancy, but I don't think he's willing to give up the aspect of Steve, having Steve other is not women. Stancy, because he is after him. Half of that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is full of Stancy. You don't know how these things work. But anyway, we it was basically using them to stand there to introduce Billy and Max showing up. Billy drives, you know, the, the cool car, I guess you will. In Billy's eyes, it's a cool car. It's got the California plates, so it just screams, hey, these are new kids at school. Max got yeah. the skateboard. Billy's just walking around like, you know, hot shit. And then we cut over to Will. Fucking, the bullies in the school, I swear, are the worst. Like, who who would write Zombie Boy on a newspaper? Like Middle schoolers. Like in our school, Whoa. if some kid came back from the dead, would you actually do that? Like, that's fucking terrible. I guarantee you that if somebody, if I had died and come back in middle school, it would have been 10 times worse than Zombie Boy. No, I definitely agree with Nitch on this one. Like, somebody yeah, would have been yeah, like, yeah, hey, guess like what? While you were dead, I had sex with your mom. Like, like there would be, <laughs> it, it, it would be terrible. You guys don't remember middle Damn. school. Y'all, y'all like, were part of the damn problem. <laughs> and and it doesn't help that Will hey, was really one of your friends, sir. Thomas, no, you you had my back, but like you you had your moments where you were like, all right, I got to put this dude in his place. <laughs> I I probably my my comment probably like, hey, you came back whiter. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, something like that. But you know, something stupid and corny. Zombie boy is mild. I don't know. Like like Will was already in this group of kids that was already getting picked on. So like easy target. No, obviously everything like you could, there was a scene of Will going to his appointment to act for the quote unquote doctors. uh, And he's, people were just giving him looks like, no, he is the, he is the outcast of outcasts because the fact that, this he was missing for so long, and now and they it was literally a funeral for him, funeral for him, and now he's somehow alive. My my like, theory behind the zombie boy comment is I think it's that kid from the last season that made Mike jump off the cliff because we don't see Mr. him. But I think Mr. he's Mr. P. Is what's pants. that? Yes, yeah. boy. I think Mr. P. His pants is the one who's behind the the newspaper article. <laughs> Mr. P. Mr. P. B. <laughs> can we talk about uh just just for two seconds just happiness at the buyer's house just like we're watching this movie and the kids are like yes yeah, it's kind of lame but like bob's a good dude just, oh. just peaceful just we- nice we we get a cute little family moment, and it's quickly uh, ruined when the phone goes off. None of this Terry. What was that guy's name? Terry, scary, Barry, Flary. What was his name? The stepfather. The, the yeah. Father. I don't remember his name either. Um, 
Jerry Will's Gary. Dad. We'll just refer to him as Will's dad. Barry. Yeah, Will's dad. No, his <laughs> name is gonna drive me crazy. Well, Google if you have to. Google's yeah. only a couple letters away. But yeah, that no, that was a good moment. I I really like Bob's character. He like Nick said, he was the Lonnie thing that Joyce needed. Didn't rhyme with Barry at all. <laughs> But you, were, I, you, were, you were kind of close. Yeah. yeah <laughs> kind of. Kind of close. But, I mean, it, it's just that, that nice little family moment. You know, and it, this took place right after Jonathan kind of had a little sit down with Will. He walks in the room, and Will's kind of venting to him, like, nobody's taking me seriously. And it's like, dude, you're fucking, like, 11 years old. No, no one's going to take you seriously. But... You can see Will's definitely struggling with his emotions, and Jonathan's just being a nice older brother. And they finally have that little moment of like, hey, we have a solid family for a minute. Joyce is definitely having more PTSD every time she hears that fucking phone ring. I feel bad for her, but Bob's going to be nice. He's comforting her. He's like, just pay attention to the movie. Everything will be okay. It's just like me and Mitchell. Movies are our comfort place. We go, we sit back, we relax. Yeah, John, Jonathan, I thought was like solid over brother, like like leaning into like no Will's having his, I guess um I guess the best way to put for him is self esteem issues because again yeah. he's going through the shit he's going through, and I thought that no Jonathan being the big bro is like yeah who cares if we're a freak we are freaks like we are I we both know it like leaning into that. <laughs> and then Will going with the little diss, like, is this why you don't have any friends? And I was like, oh! <laughs> that, that was a perfect, perfect comeback from Will. Whoever wrote that in there, props. Um, but, like, but it was it was a great dynamic to see them, like, actually bond together like that. And, uh, again, like, Jonathan just actually showing support for Will and, like, you no, know, kind of being a father figure in a way for him. Because he yeah. doesn't really have that, and yeah, definitely a. Uh, I like I like uh, I like Bob. Bob Bob is, and Bob making Joyce happy is like, oh, this is actually nice and sweet. I am actually no, Joyce gets some actual normal no normalcy as for once, because yeah. after the shit she's going through and someone making her happy like that, I thought it was very sweet. And she has a reason to be on edge because doubling back a little bit, we to talk about Will's doctor appointment at Hawkins lab, the so-called doctor appointment, which is more of just a bunch of scientists running tests on Will claiming it to be a routine checkup, but they're definitely doing brain waves, <clears throat> measuring his brain waves while they're talking to him, measuring different things. And, Another quote he says that is definitely important for your predictions is he describes feeling an evil presence that wants to kill everyone but him. Yep. That's some weird shit to come out of like 11 or 12 year old's mouth. How does he like, I did write that down. It was like, how does he know what the presence is feeling? And because like he sees it, but like it's another thing of actually feeling it. And that makes you question if the, that that monster might have a closer attachment to him than we actually think. Yeah, I mean, for 
all we know, he's the only living thing that had a connection with the upside down because of the, you know, slug tentacle thing that went down his throat. Well, he was, he's the only living person in the real world that's been con- physically connected to the upside down creatures, whatever we want to yeah. call them. Um, so yes, I, I think your guesses of him being a host are pretty spot on with what they show in this episode, but who's to say, because there's definitely, they're definitely leaning in that direction with how they pose all of those comments. But Dr. Owens kind of brushes it off and says, it's, you know, the anniversary effect from a traumatic event. And basically kind of does what every other character did to Joyce in season one of just don't worry about it. It's nothing where clearly they're all looking at lab results going, "Eh, something's going on here, but we just don't know what it is yet. Also burning away the previous, uh, like they're trying to take over the reclaim the basement. Yeah. Yep. So that just goes behind what Nick said earlier, big red flag from Dr. Owens. Weird shit's happening. He says, ah, don't worry about it. No, not good stuff. So, Nick, I think you're on the money with that one. Yep. So, as soon as he said that, I said, no, your, <clears throat> your intentions are not good. And let's be so, real, too. Like, Hopper does not believe him either. Like, no. And, and Hopper even kind of. inclined not to believe anybody at this point. Yeah. Hopper, Hopper doesn't fuck around but he's also on you know he knows like hey we have to play ball with these guys for right now because they could have been much more fucked if they didn't make a deal with the government so and he's also, kinda... you don't quite know what you're dealing with just yet so you exactly. don't want to you don't you don't want to uh, tip your hand i guess yeah so, so hopper's kind of out to see where 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 things might be headed yeah hopper's kind of playing both sides right now he's not really quite sure where what he yeah. what he's supposed to do i thought it was very um, funny too with the uh the scene with hopper and murray earlier on where hopper is the one actually doing the cover-up yes and I, thought, I thought it was very funny him playing the other side there where he's like oh it, nothing's going on like it's, it's just aliens man that's your best I, theories i like that scene too because that played exactly into your prediction from last season where you're like oh hopper's definitely gonna be working with the government it, he pretty much is he, he's continuing the cover-up and He's making sure nothing gets out, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. But I think we're ready to go into the final scene. I don't think we have anything else to cover, right? I'm going to the dock real quick. Uh, I think we had all the big moments. I'm looking forward to talking about this because it's my favorite part of the uh, episode. Oh, um, the the competitiveness between Lucas and Dustin with uh, Mad Max as well. That was very funny. Where like they're both with each other. Because they finally realized Mad Max is the is Max from school, and how she's kicking ass in Dig Dug. Which, by the way, that's my mother's favorite game in the arcade. Well, that's a good yeah. fun fact. I have that on uh, my Switch for Capcom. It's a fun game. Nice. I'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, that, that was yeah. definitely a minor part of the episode, but the fact that the episode was titled Mad Max, it's it's worth talking about. But I thought it was funny the whole episode. They were just kind of going back and forth, like, "There's no way that's her." And Do- it doesn't like. Worked. Dustin having teeth now. He's like, I got these pearly whites, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I thought it was very funny and very cute. That, I Dustin that. is still one of my favorite characters in the show. Him and Hopper. And her yeah. being aware, too, like, oh, they're spying on him, like, you know, doing the plant of the paper and having him yep. dig through trash to find out, hey, you, you stop spying on me. Yep. 
Uh, it's perfect scene. Uh, and the little little side note too, with uh, Mike and Nancy both being depressed, it's kind of a continuation from the last, you know, the season finale of one where Mike's depressed about Eleven being gone. We see that he's been radioing her every single night for the last three hundred and fifty two days, trying to get contact with Eleven through the radio. And obviously, we talked about Nancy being depressed about Barb. But other than that, that brings us to our final moments of the episode. Well, where one more thing too is that they oh, actually well. gave that that actually gave us a timeline as well with him trying to radio. Yes, and because like and that, I, that's I, what I, I was alluding to in the beginning when I gave the little rough timeline. Yeah, because um, like it actually like solidified like, hey, we knew it was Halloween. We knew the what we cut off was Christmas. Um, yeah. and so we, we realized, oh, it is actually a full year now. Um. And we we didn't like mishear that there was a scene like Eleven was did say Mike on the radio, correct? There was like that one instance before uh, Dustin cut in on his bike ride back. That was like, I oh, think I that's heard. what they were alluding to or hinting at. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't remember because because I thought I heard Mike on the radio. I was like, oh, is Eleven still in the upside down or wherever she is, and then. We get to the final scene. Yep. And Mitchell, do you want to take it away? And then you want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I just like the fact that they end this episode with the reveal that Eleven is staying with Hopper. So Hopper's been kind of telling people, you know, I don't know where she is and but taking care of her. They've got a system where there's a there's that little trip wire outside of the cabin that Hopper's got to kind of get over, and then a specific Hopper's knot. kind of like a, almost like a doom prepper in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, something like that, but also just very careful and knowing that uh, a lot of people are trying to find Eleven, and just kind of gets mad at her. Not mad, but just kind of like, "Hey, kid, you got to eat your dinner before you have your dessert." Yeah, Hopper echoes are really a dessert, but maybe they were to you know kids in the eighties, which they, they can qualify as dessert. You put some ice cream on there. Sure, why not? Let's just you know go wild some raw sewage yeah. on there as well. But um, oh no, I, I think that you, I, you're not an ice cream person. Like that's I, no, that's, I'm not a I'm not an ice cream with waffles guy. I've seen that hell? before. Really? Definitely. Like like it's a dessert That's... waffle, yeah. I've, I've seen that before. Dessert waffle. I get like a waffle cone. You but... never have ice cream and waffles. That's and like strawberries what do you think and like waffle other fruits are made out of waffles. Oh, and yes, I understand that. Come on, <laughs> I get that. They just fluffy <laughs> waffle cones. Yeah, just because I I have pizza doesn't mean that I have a pizza and then have a like just a tomato to eat next to it. Well, I'd just be silly. Oh, what do you think the pizza has on it? That's tomato sauce. Yeah, but I'm not going to just eat a tomato with it. Oh, it's pizza and it's tomato. But, yes, I like the fact that this... Uh, you can kind your, of see... Your logic, your logic has no grounds here, sir. Your argument is... You can is see... I'm, I'm talking about the story. I've moved <laughs> on. Uh, that you can kind of see their uh, relationship kind of blossoming. Uh, Eleven and, and Hopper and kind of that uh, father-daughter dynamic yep. between the two, which uh, 
you know, after the stuff we learned about Hopper and season one and his daughter is uh, something that really intrigued me about the, the ending of this. And I thought it was a really sweet note to go off of or to, uh, you know, kind of end uh, end the first uh, episode of season two with. Yeah, the, the big con- the big official confirmation that Eleven is still alive. We kind of was yeah. hinted at in the last episode, but now yeah, it's a no, there was never, there. You weren't going to kill her off. That, yeah. that wasn't a... Anything I think anybody was really considering uh, a possibility. So, with that, we're going to move into our episode ratings and predictions for next episode. We are doing... I am throwing in a new segment into the show. Where it is going to be called Guess the Decimal. Where we are now officially (laughs) going to guess Mitchell's ratings before he provides it. So, Mitchell, you have to write down your rating before we guess so it's not biased uh, do i have to write down the rating in the doc no no so we write, write it. like on a piece of paper somewhere you just hold oh, it off and we are going to guess it to see what mitchell's rating might be and All see right. if we're actually close to the money it's gonna be damn pen and paper and we and we will continue with the price is right style if there is no argument against it i think it's fine that works for me to continue um, off of what we did last time uh, while he's looking for pen and paper, um, Mitchell, can you still hear me or no? I hear you. All right. Um, we, we can give our ratings, but we'll then also give I'm, the... I'm making sure he can hear my rating as well, because I know he wants to take yep. part. Um, so I'm going to give it a... I'll give it an 8.3. It was good. Like I definitely wasn't as hyped as the originals like the series like the front this the premiere of the show itself but i thought it was a very like good transition episode from the finale to the to the premiere he set up some plots no nothing too extravagant but like i think they did a good job of like you no know, putting the bait in the hook i'm like okay you no know, will's go- will seeing some weird shit you no know, we have a little you no know, silhouette of the monster which also um, looks like they have like multiple snake heads. Looks like like kind of Medusa ish in a way, or Hydra. I guess I guess Hydra would be a better way to put it. Um, and the, 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 I think the bait's hooked. Like again, I was there was definitely another episode. Where I'm like, oh, I I want to watch the next one, but no, again, this damn podcast can't do that. Um, but like yeah, I thought it was very good. I I'm, I'm getting eight point eight point three. Okay. Eight point three. Uh, my my. Where Nick? What is, is your uh, rating? Lower. Yeah, my mine's a bit lower. This one was just okay for me. I'm gonna give it a seven point four. Um, it, there just really wasn't mine's a bit lower. A whole lot. Really wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, it was okay enough for me to be like, okay, like I could see where this is going, and I'd I'd want to watch the next episode, but um. Yeah, in, in terms of like everything else, I, I thought it was just okay. I mean, it was the introductory episode, so I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it was kind of just what I thought it would be. Hey, to butt in though, you gave it a higher rating than you did the actual uh, series premiere. So, so uh, you went seven point four. Yes, correct. Okay. By the way, this is. Yes, this I is just saw that top. Tommy answered the wrong number on the uh, the thing, Shut so up. I just want to make sure he had that right. Shut All up. Right. Always have to correct your mistakes. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
Well, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Same kind of reasons as Nick. It was a good episode. They, it was just a lot of emotional recovery from last episode. Everybody's still kind of dealing with the losses that they've dealt with. And it really wasn't that big because the two things we knew that they dropped on said 11 is alive and that will is dealing with some sort of host body, possibly being a flea, some, so, something going on with the upside down. Both of those were revealed at the end of the season finale. There really wasn't much progression on either of those fronts. So it was kind of just a, it was almost a repeat an extended version of the last 10 minutes of the season finale of uh, season one. In my opinion, that's kind of how it seemed to me. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. Now for the guess the decimal round the clock, Connor, Nick, and then me, what are our Mitchell predictions? Uh, I'm going to say 7.72. I'm going to go 6.94. I'm going to have to go 6.43. Only because in the beginning, Mitchell said there's a whole lot of nothing going on in this episode, and I don't know. Sean Astin could have saved it a point or two, but I'm thinking... It was definitely on the lower end. So, what's the rule with this? How do you, uh, Pricer's right style, you can't, yeah. you can't Price, go Price over. Right. If you're over the number, you're out. I right. guess I'm out. All right. Um, and I did not do this on purpose. I, I promise this is not the vibe. This is not what I was aiming for. But, I got a 7.32. So, is, uh, the Jersey area code. <laughs> uh, that I uh, grew up in in South Brunswick. Is, Seven, please tell me that two. was not your justification for the number. But n- no, I, that was just the number that I arrived at. I, there wasn't. It was like I was going seven point three two. You realized that? Hey, but... you know, it, it just happened. But no, uh, seven point three two is what I arrived at. Um, I guess that makes me the lowest out of anybody on this list. But Nick and Tommy, you guys were also uh a lot on the same wavelength as me. Um, yeah. Clearly you thought I was going to go a lot lower. Um, no, it's just not on the same level as a lot of stuff from season one. I actually think this is the lowest graded episode that I've, uh, that I've given so far because That's it correct. is kind of just a lot of like you, you, Tommy, you put it really well recovering from what happened and just kind of like, all right, we're kind of just, uh, you know, getting the car started back up. Yep. Don't quite know where we're going to be going. We haven't quite hit, not even top speed, but just like we're not on the highway yet. We're 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 approaching to, that. We're going through small to towns. Me it we're, felt picking up, like, we're picking up breakfast. I don't know if anybody's read the Harry Potter books. Yes, but every book, the whole basically first chapter of the books, is basically a recap of what happened in the last book. But you and, also have your getting out of the Dursleys for yeah. the first but few it was, it was kind of the same, but it kind of like went over what happened last book. This kind of felt like the same thing for me. It was like, hey, these are the big highlights to take away from the season finale in the last 10 minutes. 
but we're going to stretch it over the course of 50 minutes and throw some new characters in there to introduce. That's how it felt to me. But with that, predictions for episode two, Trick or Treat Freak. Going off of how this episode ended, Connor and Nick, how do you think it's going to go from here? Hold on. Before that, what's our average for the... uh... 7.63. 7.63. I'm, I Ooh. definitely do, because I do, on, it looks like, I'm looking over at the overall grading scale of things, I definitely do rate higher than you guys. Um, so I definitely do inflate it a little bit. Uh, but yeah. Counts just as much as the rest of us. I, I, I agree. It just, everybody has a different taste. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, 7.63 definitely is the, it is actually the lowest average out of all episodes. Wow. So by 0.1 compared to the second lowest was episode two of season one. So, which makes sense because we did low, we did grade that one quite low overall. And you actually were the highest on that episode, Mitchell, in episode two. Yeah, I was, I was highest on the, uh, the first two episodes of the, uh, of the show. And then you I, kind I, of, actually, no, that's not true. You were I was, higher. I, I was high on the first one. I had a point. Yeah. Yeah, but then the second one, which was the lowest one up until this point, I was like, "Hey guys, it's not that bad." That's and that, that's why I went a little higher for you because I thought you would be. I didn't think you'd like it as much as the season premiere, but I thought you thought it would be still good. Yeah, so. it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's safe. It's still. It's still. Season gets degrees, baby. All right. Sure. Uh, predictions. Um. I actually have to write my predictions down while I watch the episode, sadly. But I do have some notes that I have questions on, which I guess will lead to my predictions. Um, definitely. Uh, um, also, uh, one thing I've had to mention, too, is that uh, Hopper knowing about uh, Joyce and Bob and calling Bob Bob the Brain. I'm kind of curious of, like, boss backstory as well now. Because yeah. obviously he might be one of the ones like Will and the, the party where it's like, oh, he's one of the nerdy kids. Um, oh, yeah. So predictions. Um, I think, well, first thing, I think it's going to drag out how long Barb's family finds out about Barb actual. actual I think Bar, I think their family will actually find out about the death, but it's going to drag out to like the, the very end. Of the episode of the series of the season, the season. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to drive to the very end of the season where it's like, um, um, was it Murphy again? I, I showed up. Murray. Um, Murray. Yes. Thank you. Um, where Murray is going to be poking around, he's going to try to to he's going to be a thorn in Hopper's side, and it's going to become some some point where you no. Know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a point where shit's gonna hit the fan and uh there it's gonna be like unexcusable where Bar's family would have probably have to know. Um and I guess the other prediction, well, cause they they kinda mentioned it with the you know Dustin and Lucas trying to get Max to join the party. Uh of course, no, they both have interest her in her. No, more of like, oh, trying to uh, hit on her, pretty much, for lack of a better word. Um, but I can definitely see them trying to pursue her as a 
another ally, possibly. Because, um, like, no, let's be real. She kind of does look like someone who fit into that mold of those kind of kids. It's funny that you say that and how Dust, uh, more specifically, Lucas is now looking to add a, another member to the party, specifically a female, that now that he's interested in the girl, whereas when Mike was, he was fully against it. Yep, that is very true. Interesting how the tables turn. Yep. Um, All the turn tables. Is <laughs> um, Yeah, so my predictions uh kind of along the same thing. Um, I think the, um, I think the, you know, the boys, well, really Lucas and Dustin. I think they, I think they're finally gonna like get a chance to at least have some semblance of a conversation with the uh, with max and then uh really the only other prediction i had was that i think uh much like hopper did in the first season i think he's gonna like start his own like investigation by himself again and like investigate the lab again um and i think he's probably gonna eventually go down that path where he just like starts to you know go rogue and kind of like do do a lot of the work himself that's really all i had good stuff so yeah let's i'd say let's wrap this episode up cool um anything else gentlemen that's all i got season two season two has begun uh, thank you for listening with us. Uh, again, follow on our socials, uh, Stranger Nerds on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Twitter, because we don't call it Twiddle? X here. Because <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I just saw a band literally called Twiddle at, on Saturday. So that's why I was kind of popped my head. Twitter. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, no, Stranger Nerds, one word. And yeah, uh, thank you for being with us and looking forward to next episode next week. Whatever the episode name was, something about Halloween candy. Trick or treat freak. Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys and see you next time.